In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It's the real stories behind success. Imagine for a moment we took money completely off the table. We're going to deep dive into today's guest, kind of vision of what success is and kind of some of the challenges that he's faced on his journey up Success Mountain. Our guest is Ryan Lee, and he is the founder of Rewind, home of the world's first nutritional super bar. He's also been called the world's number one lifestyle entrepreneur by Entrepreneur. So please welcome to the show a dear friend, and I've been excited for this interview for a long time, and I'm even more excited. Anybody who's not watching the video and you're listening on the audio portion of this, I got to make sure you find some video footage of what we're talking about today. He has rewound his entire life back <laughs> to the 80s. Please welcome to the show, Ryan Lee. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I'm excited. to. We booked this months ago. So this was on my calendar. No matter what, I was doing this. I love the stuff you're doing. We've known each other for a long time. I see you on Facebook, the inspirational stories you tell, all of the battle, everything you've overcome. It's great. So I was excited. And it's funny because today we just got another order of 50,000 bars. In the background, my daughter's working over like everywhere. All the craziness happening. I said, guys, I'm taking a break at three o'clock because I'm doing this with Tony. I love it, man. I'm honored. And Rewind Bars, by the way, we're going to talk about that. And I like to say that I support entrepreneurs in their vision and their dreams. And I received my very first order not too long ago, right after you started selling them. And one of my favorite things about you and your mission, you got perfect imaging and marketing, completely living that lifestyle entrepreneur every single day. And the bars are tasty and my staff loves them. I think we even shot some promotional videos for your website as well. That's how much I'm a believer in where you're going (laughs) with your business and your brand. But the first question out of the gate, got to ask every entrepreneur is, what is your definition of success? Man, and that's probably the hardest one, right? I mean, for me, it really is just, I think it's Jack Canfield said something to this effect years ago to be able to do what you want as often as you want, you know, whenever you want. And it really is just, for me, it's having the freedom to be with my wife and four kids and just put them first and have the ability to do that and spend as much time with them as humanly possible. Like I am, I am happiest in the world at night when the day's almost over, I'm laying on the couch with my four kids, we'll watch something on Netflix, have a little popcorn. That's perfection. It used to be going to events and getting on stage and doing all that kind of, you know, living that lifestyle. That, and that's cool. For me, it's just whatever I have just to do that. <laughs> so I'm just, so my life is set up so I could just do that and enjoy it and just enjoy every minute with them and coach my kids sports and spend time with them and just try to be a good dad and good husband. So where in your journey did that become crystal clear was the path that you wanted to take and you stopped kind of the, I've had a lot of conversations. This is a perfect way to start the show because I think getting up Success Mountain is different for every person that you interview. Some people just sprint right to the top. They're like, let's go. Right. And yeah. some people need a warm up before they get going. So you right out the gate got something really powerful across. Is there had to be a distinction or a day or a time when that went from being on stage, all the live events and everything to, I want to change up and do things differently because now I know what I want. Yeah. See, I started my career right out of college. I worked in a children's rehab hospital. So I worked with kids with different types of physical disabilities and cerebral palsy and spina bifida. And I did that for six years. 
So, and that was, then my wife and I got married. I knew we wanted to have kids. So I, I felt like I started off pretty centered. And then I started this part-time internet business doing my sports training and everything was going well. And I was aligned, I was in tune. And then somewhere I just started to kind of a little bit off the track. And then the track started getting further. I started getting further away from my center. And it was just, it's almost like this slow, gradual thing. You don't realize how things are getting out of control. And I was getting so far away from my mission in life of, of just trying to help people. And you're right, I was speaking at events, the way these marketing events would work, an event producer would put on an event, you go to the event, you go there for free, you fly yourself out there for free, and you speak on stage, you sell products, and whatever you sell, the person who puts on the event gets 50%. So it's like a pitch fest. And look, I get it, that's people's business models. I was living that lifestyle. I'll never forget, there was one moment when I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm off. And it was right before I'm about to speak. It was a big marketing event. I'm not gonna say the guy's name, it's very well known in marketing circles. About to get on stage, maybe seven, eight hundred thousand. It was a big, big crowd. And he goes right before I go on. He says to me, Ryan, you got one job and one job only. And here I am. I'm excited. I'm about to have my fourth kid. Everything's, you know, ready to rock. I thought he was going to say, get a standing O or rock the stage or change lives. He goes, you have one job and one job only. And that's to extract as much money from everyone in that room. And look, there's nothing wrong with selling and selling something you feel good about and adding value. I have no problem with that. But for some reason, it just, those words extracting as much money from people, he didn't talk anything about value or doing a good job. I was just like, my business, like everything just felt mm. weird. And then when I started to take a look back, I was traveling a lot. I was staying at, when I would travel and speak at these events, I would stay up till three o'clock in the morning and drink. And I was just becoming someone, and I was missing my kids' events. I was becoming someone I wasn't proud of. And that was when I just started to take a step back. And I'm like, something needs to change. And my health was, was failing too, I, you know. It was, this was my fourth kid was coming. I was eating. When you have kids, you start eating off of their plate and I'm eating extra chicken fingers here. And, and I started gaining weight. And I used to be this athlete and strength coach and captain of my track team in college. And now I'm 30 pounds overweight and, and I was, my joints hurt. And I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and all this stuff just kind of came crashing down. And I'm not even getting to my business started to fall apart because we had a nutrition company. I know you're very familiar with the ship offers. We had a nutrition company and our top promoter left, took everyone with them. So all of a sudden, we went from generating millions of dollars a month in revenue to millions of dollars in debt almost overnight. So it was like gut punch after gut punch. And here I had all the success and it just, oh, and the other thing that really affected me was that my mom passed away at age 63 of cancer. So it was like, it was, I know you like the Rocky metaphor, like the kind of cliffhangers. And I was like Rocky getting my, you know, butt beat by Drago or Clubber Lang or whoever, you, Apollo Creed, whichever fighter you want to put in there. I was getting for years, just my butt kicked. Uh, it was rough, man. It was rough. Super powerful message. And I've heard this somewhere in my journey that your message is in your mess. Mm. I had a lot of mess. Yeah. And you just <laughs> put so many like steps together for me to kind of walk on that path, right? All these kind of snowball effects. And, and I was like, I was looking, I was like, hey, was there a specific time or moment? And I think that we lose ourselves sometimes in our journey. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think we're people pleasers. I don't think that's what I set out to do. But I think I get caught up with all the limelight of the world. And, you know, you come home some nights and you look at television, there's the Kardashians, you know, and like, they have more drama than anybody I know, but somehow they're making millions over it. And I'm sitting here, I'm not making millions over my drama and it's causing so many people frustration and pain. You just said to go extract so much money out of every person. I know that that is totally against your core belief, yeah. totally against your core belief, especially the way it was worded to you. I want to know how did you perform on stage? How were you able to collect what 
you were able to collect and go on stage and do it knowing in the back of your mind, there's a voice now of right before you go on stage saying, Ryan, get all the money you possibly can out of every single person you possibly can. I want to know how you were able just to get off the stage. And then I want to talk about that transformational process that has come to you from that moment really of kind of saying, hey, I want to take ownership over my life again. Yeah, I remember that talk. The ironic thing is actually sold a lot, but I, I didn't listen. I mean, what he said was one thing, but what I said to myself is like, that's not why I'm here. Like, right. I want to give a great talk. I want to help people. And I had people coming up and I made, I sold a lot, but I had people come up to me after, oh my God, I ate eight pages of notes. That was the greatest talk I've ever been to. So I didn't really care what he said, but I did feel a little pressure that I had to sell because this, this event, this marketer is known to be kind of harsh and all about the money. So I did feel a little bit of pressure, but I never really cared about that. Like I've never been a butt kisser. <laughs> I always kind of went against the grain. If you like me, cool. If you don't, that's fine. But I'm just going to kind of be me. And I don't care. Like I'm going to treat whether you're the biggest marketer or celebrity in the world, or you're the person serving my water, you're going to be treated exactly the same. And I'm going to treat everyone well. And that's, I hammer that home with my kids and they know every person, I don't care if they wipe your table. Thank you. Thank you. Please just treat everyone really well. So I've always been taught that from my parents. So I'm just going to, I wasn't too worried about that, but it was definitely from that moment on, it was a process. It was a long journey. This was eight, nine years ago. And there were years of like kind of getting out of a little bit and then getting drawn back in and with my health kind of getting back a little bit and then kind of falling back into a bad habit. And it was just, I was, I'm a complete entrepreneur. And as you know, Tony, you may or may not be this way, but a lot of entrepreneurs, we have like entrepreneurial ADD. Like we want to just keep, we have so many ideas and we just want to keep going. One of my strengths is my ability to create, to do creative stuff and then to implement. So I was creating product after product after product and business after business. I probably had 700 domain names, seven corporations, eight partnerships. I had so much going on to the point where it just became overwhelming physically, mentally, spiritually. Again, my nutrition was all over the place. Everything was falling apart. So when I finally, there was one word that was like the saving grace for me, and it was simplicity. Like, I just need to simplify. Let me simplify my relationship with my kids. Let me run it through the filter of I'm never going to miss another event. Like, they are everything. They're number one. Everything else is a distant second. So what I did, the very first thing I did tactically after that event, I stopped speaking for six years. I did not go to one event. And I still get asked. I was just asked last week to go to this. I used to speak at this one event. They said, oh, it's our 10-year anniversary. Come speak. Thanks, but no. And he said, I knew you were going to say no. I don't speak. I don't. And I turned down a lot, probably millions of dollars over the years. And I said no, because I'm putting my wife and kids first. I was going to sacrifice money, but that was like my simplicity filter. Then with my business, I sold off businesses, closed others, even if they were profitable, closed it just for like sanity. <laughs> like I just needed to simplify and then simplify my health. Like, let me just start and win the morning. Let me get my morning routine down and figure out a simple system. So those are like the three big areas. And that's where I was able, it took me a while to kind of get it. And now it's like, I feel like I'm back to what I was in my early 20s when I was working at the children's hospital, kind of like coming full circle. No, I, Ryan, so here's what's so cool. Like I'm a total entrepreneur. I relate so much. I have such a belief system. I have no dimmer switch. I'm either on or I'm off. Mm -hmm. There is no in between, right? But right. you said something that was really cool. You said you had the ability to be the visionary and then how to implement yeah. fast, right? And we're going to talk about Rewind today and how you've been able to literally go from a concept to spending years developing 
the world's best, right? We're going to call it the first nutritional super bar, but in my opinion, one of the best tasting bars I've ever had. And it's not chock full of a bunch of stuff that is supposed to make it taste better. That's fake and inauthentic. It's all the good stuff that you really want to consume and you blend it. I mean, I love the smoothies. There's tons of good stuff. And we're going to talk about my mutual friend that we both have, which is Scott Colby, a dear guy who lives right down the street. So I want to talk about that. Also, something that's really, really powerful that we were just chatting about. And I think it's where you came up with simplicity. It's a big word. Everybody talks about, I want to simplify my life, but no one really has. And then I'm talking to you today and you're like, I got three buckets. And you were able to say no, maybe two millions of dollars. Who cares? Because now you're spending more time with your number one, your wife and your four kids. And then you took ownership over your life. And that's the simplicity filter that you applied. I just want to learn a little bit about your morning routine because you said it. I'm like, all right, I'm interested to learn. Can you share (laughs) a little bit of your morning routine? Sure. Well, the first thing I do is because I'm, you know, entrepreneurs now, we're on the laptops a lot or we're kind of getting tight. First, I just do a couple of like a minute of just neck mobility, shoulder mobility, just when I wake up, just kind of different neck rolls in and out, side to side, just get the juices flowing. That feels good. You know, shower, glass of water, couple of supplements. And then the thing for me, nutritionally, now everyone has their own thing, right? Everyone's got their own jam. Some people are intermittent fasting and like, I'm not going to eat till noon or one o'clock. And if that works for you, cool. I'm not the kind of person who says, this won't work, this doesn't work. If it works for you and you feel good, awesome. I tried it. All I did was think about food all day. <laughs> the whole morning. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, everything I see, I'm like, I, I just want to eat. So I don't know how people do it. So I'm like, all right, that's not going to work. And I'm not putting butter in my coffee. That's cool if you like that. It, just, I, it wasn't working for me either. So, and with the four kids, it's just, I'm busy. I'm on the go. I wasn't going to make a smoothie either because who the hell has time to make smoothies? I like them. I just didn't have time. So it's got to be a bar. So what I did was I had, I bought like a hundred different bars and every day I would try a different bar in the morning. Most of them weren't good. They were either full of like artificial sweeteners like sucralose or they were too chalky or, you know, one has a picture of a brownie and you taste it and they all taste the same. (laughs) Like that chemical aftertaste. I'm like, here's, you know, velvet cake and here's cinnamon roll. I'm like, they all taste the same. (laughs) They all taste like crap. Or the green stuff, which is good for you, but tastes terrible and there's no protein. So I'm like, why is there not a good bar that has greens and fruit and protein? So that, by the way, that's how I started to create this bar. But, but even just the idea of every morning having some supplements, having a glass of water, having a bar in the morning, some calories, some protein, some fiber that could at least hold me over for a few hours, just kind of mentally kind of get me in the groove. That was just it. And then the big thing business-wise is figuring out if you can. Now I live in the real world. I know I'm blessed and I'm able to have my own business and I have for like 18 years. But when I worked in the hospital and as a gym teacher, you have to work with what time you got. And if you can't first thing in the morning, physically don't have the time to work on your business in the morning, if you're an entrepreneur, okay, then you got to, you have to figure out when's going to work. For me, the morning is the time. That's when I'm ready. That's kind of mentally the best. And I figured out where's my creative space. Like you got to find that space you feel really good. For some people, it's working from the kitchen table. Some people, it's an office. You know, some people, it's their bedroom. Whatever works for you, great. For me, it's a coffee shop. Mm. The smell of coffee. So I go to the coffee shop. I have a latte. I put on my headset. I kind of get in that hypnotic zone. I'll find one song, usually something from the 80s, and put it on replay and just get in the zone. And then I do my most important thing. 
for me, it's sending my daily email to my list. For someone else, if they're a podcaster like you, maybe it's reaching out to five potential guests, or maybe you want to be interviewed on podcasts and reaching out to five potential podcast hosts, or maybe it's writing and you're going to write an article every day or write a part of a book or whatever that biggest driver is your business, you do that first. So, and then I have my routine. You do that for a couple, you know, kind of 50 minutes, take a break, 50 minutes, take a break, work out, have a really good lunch. And like, I'm done. I'm good. The rest of my day is gravy doing things like this, doing interviews, doing coaching calls because I got my big things out of the way. I've had some good nutrition in the morning. I have a good salad for lunch. I got my workout in a couple hours of really good, solid, productive work. Like I'm done. So that's really like I'm 95% of the time. That's my morning. You totally simplified it. I mean, that's, that's what it, it sounds like, right? Yeah. Simple. And it, there's nothing complicated. And in terms of physical fitness, and I used to be like a fitness junkie where, not that I was a bodybuilder, believe me, um, but the fact that I was a trainer and had my master in exercise physiology and I was like, you got to do this type of workout and periodization, blah, blah, blah. But I realized as you get older and I'm almost 46, just do you, right? If you like doing yoga, do yoga. If you like walking, walk. If you like playing tennis, play tennis. If you like doing CrossFit, do CrossFit, whatever, same thing. If it works for you, it works for you. Are there some ways that may be a little bit more efficient? Yes, but that's okay because it's more about the consistency and staying with it over the long term instead of doing a fad. I'm going to go keto. I'm never going to, I'm going to eat, you know, bologna every day and I'm going to do, I'm going to run 700 miles. Like, and it's not sustainable. If it's sustainable for you, great. But if it's not, it's not going to work. So I think what you said too about stripping it all down. You got to, you got to get to the core of who you are that works for you. So like super helpful when you're like trying to look out of the world and you see everybody doing what is working for them and you're like, okay, fine, I'll try it. And then you're really just jump from thing to thing to thing. Cause that's probably your personality type instead right. of really saying, what is it? And that's why I want to talk about your bar today, because you said you bought over a hundred bars. You know, you're just trying to find something that, you know, combines some great ingredients and tasted decent, right? And then you can always improve upon that. I love what my good friend BK Bareko says, you know, you only get one chance to get one customer to come back and buy again. You only get one chance, right? So if it's a product that you sell, it's got to be amazing because you know what, they'll throw in the garbage just as fast as they bought it, they'll return it. And with a bar, you know, you only really get one bite, right? You get one bite. And if that bite tastes good, you're going to proceed to the next bite. And then you'll be like, oh, when we passed out your bars in our office, there was like, um, uh, is there any more? I'm like, I got one box. Like I bought like one box. Like don't take everything I got. I'd like one too. And everybody's like, oh, these are good. But you know, what was crazy is the next day and the next week, have you bought any more? And that's been the telltale sign for me that it's a great product because long after the first bite and the fad goes away, the people want it, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're talking about how do we stock the bar now to keep it on our shelves in our community center. So everybody comes and grabs bars because your bar has kind of peaked. It was Tiger Milk Bar and there was some other stuff. Now everybody's like, we want the Rewind Bar. Tell me the <laughs> process behind the Rewind Bar. Like what was it for you that really put it over the top and made this a focus of going into what I believe is a pretty busy segment for the food industry? It is. And what's interesting is that like I started in health and fitness online 20 years ago. 1998 was when I had my first site. I was a a trainer. I set up a little website to promote my training business. And for years, that's all I did. Health and fitness and more strength and conditioning online. That was it. That was what I was known for. It was only up until the past 10 years that I really even taught entrepreneurship or business. So my true love and passion was always health, fitness, nutrition, but I never thought I'd get back into it because I'd kind of left it. I was not the symbol of health. I had gained, I was up to almost 200 pounds. I'm only 5'8". I had an autoimmune disorder. My joints hurt. I was a mess. So I'm like, I'm, so I figured those days are in the past. 
only until I started to get my health back and started to lose the weight and feel good and dial in my workout system and get the nutrition. And then I'm kind of playing with this bar. I'm like, I wish it had this. And I'm like, hmm, if this is something that I'd want, there's got to be other people. There's like, it's a real pain that I had. Like there's got, how is there not a good bar? And then I, as I start kind of looking into the bar world, because I own nutrition companies in the past who never really did bars because I knew they're really expensive. They're really hard. As you said, you could have a healthy bar, but they often don't taste very good because something's being sacrificed, right? Or to get a healthy bar that tastes good is usually really expensive. So there's all these different factors and you got to do, you know, 50, 100,000 bars at a time and lay out all this money. So I, I was talking to maybe six or seven different bar companies talking about my ideas. Here's what I want in it. Here's what I don't. Here's the ingredients. And it just was a process. It took probably about eight months of going back and forth and taste testing. And then this is too sweet. This is, okay, this is good, but we need to get the sugars down. Okay, let's get a little more fiber. So we finally, I'm, I'll never forget getting it in the mail, the sample, and I taste it. I'm like, that's it. It was just nutritionally, the nutrients, the taste, the texture. Is it going to get 100% everyone loves it? No, because there's nothing. You know, there are some people in this world who don't like Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean, they're crazy, <laughs> but there are, right? There are people who don't like Oreos. I don't understand it, but I get, I mean, there are. Right. So you're never going to please everybody. I mean, my sister doesn't like chocolate. How do you not like chocolate? And I guarantee there are people on, watching this that I don't like chocolate. Well, you, you're, you're wrong, but it's cool. Everyone's different. So it was just, Hmm, maybe this could be a business. Again, I did not say, hey, I have all this weight. Let me create a nutrition bar and let me try to make millions. Of it wasn't that at all. It was more like, this is kind of cool. I'm like, hmm, maybe this could be a thing. And then I start creating it and then start thinking about kind of my, the fun and the brand and how I feel. And I love like 70s, 80s, 90s pop culture. You can see all the records on my wall and posters. I love talking about that stuff and trivia. And I'm just start playing with names. I'm like, what about rewind? Like kind of rewinding the years rewind that nostalgia, rewind anyone from our age. Don't we remember VHS tapes? I have a cassette player back there. I was just like a little Huey Lewis and News cassette before. David Lee Roth too. Just that rewinding tapes, rewinding years, feeling like you used to feel, feeling good. So it all just kind of came together. And then even the box, playing with it, where it kind of looks like a boom box, just playing and having fun. And it's just become this kind of thing where and I knew you were right. Whatever product you create, whether it's a nutrition product, whether it's a membership site, whether it's a course, you've got to have people love the product, get results so they come back. Everyone is so obsessed with how do I get more customers? How do I get more customers? And 95% of their effort is focused on that when it should be the opposite. They should be focusing on how do I keep them? I've worked hard either whether it's through free social media, whether it's through paid traffic. You spent either time or money trying to get a customer, trying to stand out in a busy market. It's much easier to keep them than to keep trying to find new people. And yes, it's a very crowded market, the bar market. You know, people say, well, how is your bar different than, you know, this protein bar, this bar? Well, here's how we're different. We're not a protein bar. Well, how are you different than the Cliff Bar Energy Bar? Because we're not an energy bar. We're a super bar. So what we're doing is creating a new category. The oh. category is a super bar. So that's our goal is to own this category. And eventually there's going to be other companies that are going to come in because we're going to lead the way and there's going to be other super bars, but that's okay because we can innovate faster than they can copy. So, but we're going to own that and we want to be kind of number one in that category. So that's the real way that you compete in any busy market is you don't compete. You create your own category. And that's, that's when everything changes because you're not, I'm not competing with other protein bars because we're not protein bars. No, and I relate to that, right? As a business owner and knowing each other for five plus years, knowing, you know, 
what makes you stand out today is going to be copied tomorrow. And mm-hmm. you got to be quick to innovate and keep going. And you got to build those relationships. And that's what I love too about getting your, your morning email and your copy. Mm-hmm. It's not buy more of my bars. So let me no. tell you a cool story. Let me share something from Betty Lou that wrote in and how this bar is helping her. And here's a link down at the bottom, buy more if you want. But I really just want to share this cool Dead Leopard jam from the 80s. Or I want to share yeah. something from Ferris Bueller. I want to show you something that I'm into. Yeah. Because what you're doing is causing connection. And a lot of people lose the connection and think, oh, I got to go plug in somewhere else. No, no. You stay in your ecosystem and you build passionate, raving fans. That's why when you were putting album after album each week, what do you think about Michael Jackson off the wall? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? <laughs> it's you're bringing people into your story and they're on the journey with you. That's why we're going up Success Mountain. People can get at the very bottom, climb to the very tippy top. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a break because I got something really big for everybody who's listening today as we come back down talking around. Ryan Lee. One of the things, Ryan, your initial order for bars that you launched with, how many boxes of bars did you bring in? God, I'm trying to think of what, it's about 15,000 bars. Was cool. The first and one. what just came in today into your warehouse? <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone can see the video. We're just, we're still unloading them. My daughter's over there helping unload. Uh, how many, how many f- thousands of bars? 50,000. All right, let's think about Apple when they announced back in the day that they were going to take what was already out there and combine it into something that has never been done before. I want you to think super bar meets iPhone (laughs) phase one. And we're going to come back because they've sold out and now they're just getting bars in. And I remember that anticipation of getting that iPhone in my hand. I got that anticipation of holding that that super bar in my hand of rewind. We're going to find more about Ryan Lee when we come back on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to ShipOffers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at ShipOffers.com. Hey, it's Tony Grebmeyer. We're back with Ryan Lee. So we're talking to the founder of Rewind, the home of the world's first nutritional super bar. They said, screw it. We're going to go create a category and it's the super bar category. And you better jump on board because this thing is selling out like hotcakes. It's healthy too. And it's good for you. And we're going to, we're going to flip the script and we're going to go dial all the way back to the eighties on our way down. What I really want to do is paint the vision of when you are living in simplicity and you're having fun and you envision yourself with your friends and your family. What do you think of most of your childhood? For me, Ryan and I are really similar in age. I'm about to be 46. He's about to be 46. And one of the things that we're talking about is the other day I saw it. Lethal Weapon came on the television and I was like, wow, man, I hadn't Mm. seen that in a long time. Then I went to the internet and I wanted to listen to the trailer. Yeah. Lethal Weapon coming soon. You know, it's like, (laughs) and the whole time talking to Ryan today, I'm rewinding my mindset. So when life was simple. Right, right. Didn't have a care in the world, got up in the morning, did what I wanted, kind of hung out with who I wanted. Yeah, I got to school, whatever it was, but I didn't have all this added pressure and stress. And then you dropped the simplicity bomb on us today about let's remove all the things that are causing you frustration, your knees, your pain, getting rid of all the bad things in your body. Now, it doesn't mean you can't cheat and have a little bit of those things from time to time, but really getting your routine back in order. And so Ryan, as we're going to break, one of the things that came up to me was, you know, we get against pitfalls. Remember that game pitfall, right? Oh, and yeah. What you're trying to do is yeah. swing from one swing line to the next and not yeah. get eaten by the alligator. Great game. Pitfalls that you face so far starting Rewind to get us really clear and present that even an, a seasoned entrepreneur, well over 20 years in the space, you know, 1998, launching that first business coaching platform online, just 
collecting a little bit of data, building a list, building who you are, mm -hmm. multiple businesses. But now you're focusing on one thing. And yeah. I really think that one thing is you so that you can then go out and put an amazing product out to the world that is going to not only inspire your kids to say, hey, dad, can I come to the office and work, right? Number two, yep. it's a family thing and you're having fun. And I want to yeah. know some of the pitfalls that you've done or gone through even just launching this business from maybe the last year. Just, I mean, just launching this business. I mean, that's the thing as an entrepreneur that you have to be mentally, physically ready. I mentioned Rocky before. The other reason, because he's on my mind, because you said it before we even started recording here. I think of when you're starting a new business, you're an entrepreneur, I almost think of it like you're training for a fight. Like you right. have to be ready. And I think what happens, Tony, is a lot of, especially entrepreneurial teachers or coaches, some of them have never actually launched a business. Their only business is actually coaching entrepreneurs. So they're talking a lot of theory. And what they do is to sell people, they make it seem so much easier than it is. And the number one thing you got to have is resilience because no matter how good you are, no matter how smart you are, you're going to get your butt kicked. You're going to have challenges every single day, every day. So even in the past, so we only went live eight weeks ago. So one, okay. So one pitfall was with the bars, we were ready, right? And we had a couple of events lined up we could do this promotion. Everything was set and we get, and the, the bar company for the first order, 15,000 bars says, okay, they're going to launch. We're going to ship them out one week. Great. We had everything lined up. Three days before, they email us, oh, there's a little problem with one of the ingredients. We had a problem with our pea protein manufacturer. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Well, we're going to be delayed. Well, how long? We're not sure. We'll let you know. A week goes by. Any word? It's probably going to be another six to eight weeks. I said, what? I said, I have space. I rented a facility. I have, what are you talking about now? Two months? I got to eat all this, red, you know, these outgoing things for two months and I can't sell it now and we lose that event. We lose sponsorship. So all of these things happen. But that's just like, all right, what am I going to learn from this? How do I prepare? So, okay, so what does that do? I look at it. All right, how am I going to turn this into lemonade? Now I got two months to really get my marketing even tighter, to go out and promote, to do more videos, to get things set. So when we come out, we come out even harder. And that was, and gave us time to say, okay, what are potential other products down the road? Like to have one bar is great and I love it. It's great to focus on one thing, but it's very hard to run an entire company. The, the most dangerous number in any business is the number one. And if you only have one product, it's susceptible to a lot of potential issues. So I knew eventually we we're going to have to have some more products. So it also got me starting to think about what are two or three products ahead and just kind of planning ahead. So that was just one thing. I mean, God, then the box, half the boxes were damaged. I mean, even today, we got an order and we had, for some reason, our manufacturer lost 8,000 of our labels. But the thing went through. So we have a whole bunch of boxes with labels that are completely white that I can't sell for retail. So I'm like, well... All right, instead of getting pissed off and screaming. Tester bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two things, right? Now we've got bars. If we go to events, we could take those out, cut them up and test them. It, they actually said, because we don't have labels, we're going to save you money. You don't have to pay. It's less, whatever, right? doesn't matter. It's like a wash. But now maybe we could sell some of those bars to our best customers. Say, hey, look, these are our bars. They came in. Our manufacturer screwed up. You can get them for 70% off or something, you know, or give them away for free. Something. We could definitely figure out a way to spit it. But. I can't control it. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to scream. I'm like, all right. They have a big W on the box. It says white. I put them on a separate shelf. They're there. I could figure out what to do with it later. Let's just get this stuff set. And look, the end of the day, really, my simplicity thing, what matters most to me, it's my family. That's it. That's what I learned when I was a kid. Like, my family is my life. And they're so, watching you go through, seriously, 
You didn't yeah. label these. And so the reason I mentioned Scott Colby earlier, he's a dear yeah. friend of both of ours. He lives down the road and he talks about gratitude a lot. And mm-hmm. the reason why it came up for me is because in the texture of your voice is gratitude. You oh, yeah. It. It's 100% right there. It's right. I would actually put gratitude ahead of simplicity because I think you have such an immense yeah. amount of gratitude for where you're at in your journey, knowing that all the stuff you've gone through. Mm-hmm. So what does the word gratitude mean in your mind? Man, it's just... Yeah. Just being thankful. Like I know I'm blessed. Look, I hit, I definitely hit the lottery with my parents. I was so blessed. I had an amazing, I had amazing parents. I had the greatest childhood in the world. I lived in a neighborhood with 110 homes. It was one huge kind of circle. And it was 90% with kids my age, boys my age. And all we do is ride our bikes all day. Like I had the best childhood. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have to worry about social media. We played all day. I had loving and supportive parents. Like everything was really, really good. I'll tell you another thing that really made me appreciate everything I had was spending six years working in that children's hospital and seeing, because they weren't just kids who had um, all these different physical disabilities and spinal cord injuries, kids who, a six-year-old who was shot. I mean, the worst things I've ever seen, but they were also a lot of really poor inner city kids. So they had all these strikes against them. And here I was like 22, 23 working. I have no right to complain about anything, nothing. So- that always kind of anchored me too. It's like, just be grateful for what you got. And then, you know, the first, it's always traumatic losing someone close, like losing my grandmother when I was 20 and then my grandfather's and then my mom, just appreciating what you got. I mean, every day I wake up, I'm blessed. My kids are all happy and healthy. They were so excited. My oldest Jordan is right here. I don't know if you probably can't hear the box going. She's been here with me all day. And she loves it. She loves coming here. We just went out. We got a latte before. She was playing the records, playing some Eurythmics. So she's learning the 80s. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's just, it's just really cool. Man, I just got to say thanks. I mean, you know, as we kind of get to the bottom of Success Mountain, I'm often reminded that the most important thing is being centered, you know, mm-hmm. like, because you're going to face challenges. You laid it out beautifully today. No matter a seasoned vet or a new person who's getting into mm-hmm. business, if you stay focused on the basics and you remember never to panic, right? It's not right. happening to you. It's happening around you. And it's your attitude really, truly, ultimately affects the energy that the world is receiving back from you and also what more you're going to get. And I got, you know, gratitude and simplicity. I got peace of mind. I also, you know, I love the simple fact that we have a backstory a little bit. We know each other and I get to watch you and you're an inspiration to so many as well. You know, if you're not following Ryan and you're in your car, when you get a chance, we'll throw all the links available for you so you can follow along with Rewind. You can you go check out Ryan. He may not show up at your next you know, mastermind event you may be at, but he is going to show up in your feed and in your email and it's going to be filled with inspiration. He's not going to be selling you 24-7 because, you know, a guy who knows what it's like is really about creating relationships. And by creating those relationships, you ultimately know that you've got somebody who really cares. And that's the bar he's putting out, the way he's running his business, his kids, his wife, it's everything. It's all kind of comes to this giant Rubik's cube that he <laughs> figured out how to solve the complexity of it. Like, how do I do this? I need to simplify my formula. And he figured it out and he's got it really easy. It's not hard, but the things that he's facing today are hard and he's just taking a simple approach to overcoming them. So I'm just honored that you came on the show. I want to hold true to my time commitment with you, but I also want to slide you into the fulfillment round it may sound a little like Jeopardy. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'm ready. Weird Al Yankovic's going to be today's guest. <laughs> be asking a bunch of 80 questions from the trivia vault. We're going to pull out some 80s today for you. If you're Bring ready, it. you yeah. ready? I'm on. Let's go. All right. So the top three albums from the 80s, you get three in each category. So top three hip hop and top three 
you got to put on the Barry White R&B for you for the 80s. What would the top three hip-hop be for you? You mean, oh, my favorite top three? Yeah. From the 80s, hip-hop. So you're talking a little bit more kind of rap. Uh, so you wouldn't really put new – would you put new edition at hip-hop? I would put those in uh, R&B. In R&B. All right. So hip-hop would definitely run DMC. Okay. Some great stuff. Little Beastie Boys. Okay. Probably, although I don't know if they're going to qualify as 80s, maybe a little Tribe Called Quest. I think you could flip the script and put them in there towards put, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, All right, R&B. So we got new edition. R&B. Um, man, so much. Uh, well, see, they're not 80s. They're old school. I mean, I love the Temptations. But I, all right, I, I'm going to give you that. You give me Temptations? As long as you allow me to throw in Earth, Wind, and Fire as well in there. <laughs> I got no problem with a little Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, God, I love so much R&B. Stevie Wonder. How do you not love Stevie? All right, favorite 80s food, and there's a trick part of that. I'm going to ask the second part, that you still eat today. Uh, that I still eat today. Uh, <laughs> I don't even, uh, God, I would have said cereal. I just Charles don't eat cereal food. anymore. I, um, oh, you know what? Okay, and I don't eat it very often, but when I go to movies, when I go to the movies, I need, I'm like a Pavlovian dog. I have to have popcorn with some plain M&Ms. All right, cool. That's my thing. All right, so a flashback, and I, I'm not saying that you're doing it today, but if you had to pick from a marketing standpoint, marketing standpoint from the 80s commercials, mm-hmm. McDonald's or Burger King, if you can remember, and then one thing that maybe you remember as a kid growing up watching either one of those commercials on television. Oh, my God. Well, McDonald's with, with Ronald McDonald, and I used to love Hamburglar and, and Grimace, like those characters. <laughs> Ronald was freaky but they were all over TV. I mean, they were so memorable. I don't really even remember much of the Burger King stuff, like a creepy kind of clownish, not a clown, like a creepy king or something, but McDonald's was very memorable. And they used to have the, all the playgrounds and yeah. I saw, right, so you got, I, you I got a like, couple really cool movies behind you. Yeah. So anybody listening, it's Back to the Future and you got Ferris and uh, Breakfast Club. Yes. I want to know a quote from each of those three. And if you can't, we're going to figure them out really quick before we wrap up today's show. So a quote from Back to the Future. From Back to the, God, from Back to the Future. Um, I'm trying to think of like a, like a good quote, but. So one of my favorite quotes, when she called Marty Calvin. Remember? Oh, Calvin Klein, because he's wearing Calvin Klein underwear. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking about Ferris now. What do you got for me? Well, definitely life moves so fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. That was always a great quote. Is that applicable um, to where you're at right now? No, in your journey? I, I've used that in a bunch of my emails and it does, man. It moves. I mean, the fact that we're the same age, you know, we're only a few years away from 50. It's just, I feel like I'm 18. I'm going to rewind. If I eat a whole bunch of your bars, can I rewind my age back? You can actually reverse your age. You, you can be, <laughs> you can be like 20 again. And then what was the other breakfast club? I, well, of course, you know, mess with the bull, you get the horns. Love that line. And then the, my last question for you today is uh, your wife and kids. Mm-hmm. what would you tell them, right? They're not around. They're not listening. Your daughter's not right in front of you, but you would want them to know this about how you feel about them. Like what would be some of a sentiment or some statement or something that would come across to them so they would feel that? Because you talk about it just beautifully, laying around with your four kids, wife, yeah. watching television, Netflix, whatever, having popcorn, relaxing, but yeah. words come out. How would you express your family? Just that they're everything, right? Like everything... Um... Yeah, you're trying to make me cry now. It's just like they come first, right? And if I could lead by example to show them that, you know, although I've messed up over the years, like I've tried to figure out and try to, and I've always tried to do the right thing. 
And when I, even when I screwed up, I look back, like, all right, what could I do different? How could I not repeat that mistake? But just, I've always put them first and I'm just, I'm trying to make the world a better place, trying to help people. And I'm just trying to always do the right thing. Yeah. I think that really sums up kind of what I think we strive for in life, right? We want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is anybody listening today, go check out Rewind Superbar. You can go over to rewindtoday.com. I want you to do me a huge favor. He's got 50,000 bars. And all I ask is that I get one because it all starts with one. We get one Mm -hmm. customer today that goes and tells Ryan, thank you. I heard your inspiration, your story. Appreciate you being on the Be Fulfilled show with Tony and go buy a bar. And I hope that you do something more is that you buy a big box of bars and you start handing them out to your friends. And I love this quote. This is my quote I live by. It says, be the change you wish to see in the world. Help doesn't start with somebody else. It starts with ourselves. And I think you beautifully told that story today about how it changed for you. It's not about seeing somebody else's journey or story and going, hey, that's me. It's about finding your journey and your story and then doing what you can. My ask and my give back is, is go support this awesome guy that we had on the show today for giving his time, taking a break from life after his latte. He's probably wired, full of energy. <laughs> We're in this be fulfilled state and now he's looking at all this work he gets to go do. And I just want to say, man, from the bottom of my heart, thanks for taking time out of your day to come share with our audience, tons of wisdom, tons of knowledge. And I'm grateful to know you on your journey. Well, I I appreciate you letting me share my story. And if I could reach one person, if I could maybe had a little light bulb go off in their head, like, oh man, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to put my family, whatever it is, and they're happier, live a better life. It's all worth it. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Tony. You're doing a great job. Keep it going. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Ryan Lee. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. All the links for Super Bar Rewind, everything that you need to buy a bar, to learn more about Ryan, to follow him on his inspirational journey. Also, just get on his email list because it'll be filled with wisdom and just cool things to make you chuckle and laugh. Plus, I mean, when's the last time you talked to somebody this day and age playing music off of a cassette player or even spinning the needle with, you know, smoking something, you know, like this is Ryan (laughs) Lee we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. But until next time, folks, wherever you go, no matter what you do, go choose to make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. Forever.